you will fail your way to greatness. Most people allow their fear of failure to outweigh their desire to succeed. When you're willing to fail again and again and again, when you make up your mind to become unstoppable, when you make up your mind to become a no matter what person, then that will then give birth to a part of yourself that you don't know right now. How to fire your boss, build a full-time career, and live life on your own terms with investing in real estate. You are listening to the Amputee Investor Podcast. Husband, father, and dangerously handsome. Here's your host, Miles Berrio. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode on the Amputee Investor Podcast. Now, you guys know I love to get right to it. You guys see the title. Yes, we're going to be talking about getting through what could be a recession, right? Because that's that's kind of what I want to talk about, right? Like, I, I feel like we're hearing a lot, especially if you're in the real estate industry in the world, you hear a lot of people saying that, man, things are crazy. Like, you know, I really am scared. I really feel like we're going to get into this recession. There's this recession. You even hear people talking about the recession. Obviously, I'm even having to talk about this. And I think, you know, I just want to do my part to really start to um, speak on it a little bit to help people understand how they can not only get through the recession, but really thrive, um, and, and, and not at the expense of others too. So let, you know, let's first get that out of the way. We're not, you know, we're not going to be sharks and trying to like, you know, win at the expense of others, but it's just really true on what I feel like is how you can actually benefit, um, not only, you know, yourself, but your family and other people throughout this kind of interesting season and time, you know, for the entire country, right? But here's kind of the reality. There are people that are thinking that we're going into a recession. I totally get that, right? Because, you know, um, it just looks like, you know, gas prices are going crazy. You know, the cost of goods, you know, my wife's always talking about, oh my gosh, we just bought avocados like two weeks ago for this. And now it's this, you know, and then you have um, obviously this housing market that's really interesting, interesting where there's a lot of buyers kind of backing out and interest rates are going up. And it just looks like, wow, this is about to be a recession. Everyone get ready, right? But, you know, there's also other people that are very experienced in real estate that are really saying it's not really a recession. They don't really think we're going to go into a recession. This is actually somewhat normal in the cycles of real estate that we're normalizing this sort of crazy market that we just recently had. And secondly, it's really just a housing supply and demand shortage type of thing. I mean, it's just like economics, right? There's just not a lot, not enough housing available. So we're kind of starting to feel the effects. So it's not necessarily this full blown out recession, like the 2008 housing market crash where tons of people were just getting into loans and buying houses that they just absolutely couldn't afford. And there was all this stuff, you know, stock market, all these things are going crazy, right? So here's the interesting thing, right? I definitely have not gone through the 2008 housing market, right? But you don't look, you don't have to, you know, fall off your bike and scrape your knee to understand that like that hurts, right? So what I mean is like, you don't necessarily have to have gone through the experience physically to understand intellectually that it's, you know, probably not going to be an enjoyable experience. And you also can learn from others, guys. That's the whole thing about mentorships and mentoring, right? I mean, the, the reason why, you know, I pay a ton of money for my own mentorships and masterminds that I'm in is because I want to learn from someone else's journey so that I don't have to necessarily go through what it is that they went through, but I can you know, obviously take the good things and the lessons to, you know, come out with a better outcome. So what I want to do is I want to just bring to you guys what I've seen in my own life that has helped me through almost like kind of like little sort of 
you know, many recessions in my own life um, that just seem to be true, even if there is this recession. So here's what I want to talk to you guys. It's not going to be a long episode because I think it's very just, obviously we can dive into all the nuances of how to execute on this, but I, I just want to get you guys' minds sort of turning. And of course you can reach out if you want to reach out and talk about it more in depth, um, you know, or just continue listening to more episodes that'll help you through this, right? Because that's what this whole show is about, to not only give you value, kind of entertain, educate, all the different things, but you're definitely going to be able to learn how to make some awesome income for you and your family to be able to quit your job if you want or have the option to work whatever job you want, have the time freedom, all like all the good all the good things, right? Um, so here's kind of what I want to talk about. So I went through, first of all, being hit by a drunk driver and not even being able to work for like up to six months. Three months in the hospital, tons of rehab, could barely even pick up a spoon without having a little spongy thing around it, you know, let alone be able to pick up the phone and call sellers and be in the right mindset. So there was a very long period that was really challenging for me. Um, you know, when I had my, my car accident from the drunk driver, but also guys, I started my entire real estate investing career in the middle of COVID-19 guys, which, I mean, if you could talk about a recession, I mean, oh my gosh, I mean, that was like a global pandemic. The whole world was turned upside down. Everything was closed down. Everything was, I mean, it was just crazy. Right. And I started my entire real estate investing career and I made the most amount of money I've ever made in my life and still making the great income that I've, I've never made before, you know, in a time where we even are like today, right? Like today it is uh, July 11th, uh, 2022. So if any of you are listening to this at whatever time you're listening to this, July 11th, 2022, anyone who knows right now, it's an interesting time in the market right now, right? I mean, there's like interest rates that have gone up really high. You know, you have buyers that have backed out, you know, uh, just because again, people can't afford with these interest rates going up the, you know, the same property they were once looking at, they can't afford these prices. Then you have fix and flippers that are like, Oh my goodness. You know, we, you know, we've renovated a property, but now it's sitting on the market and it used to just fly off the shelf. So now they're sort of tightening their, you know, their buy box or they're buying less or, you know, it just seems like people are kind of pulling back and people are pulling back and people are sort of stalling and afraid and freezing and all these different things. But guys, The reality is, is just like in the 2008 housing market, there are individuals who have created the most amount of wealth they've ever seen in their lives because they were prepared and they were ready to execute. Now, we're not necessarily saying you're sort of like, you know, again, at the expense of other people and just trying to be a shark. But the reality is, is there are a number of people on both sides that, you know, uh, are really going to be affected. So let's talk about them, right? So let's talk about like even investors, right? So you have sellers, you know, just people who own their own homes, you know, and then you have investors who own like investment properties. But at the end of the day, like, even in the 2008 housing market, there were people that needed a service, right? So just like right now, you're going to have people that are not able to afford their mortgage payments, right? They're not able to afford their mortgage payments and they are about to have a foreclosure on their credit, go through a horrible situation with just being in foreclosure. And by the way, once you get a foreclosure in your credit, I mean, it's like nearly impossible to even buy a house within like seven years. And then just having a foreclosure, I mean, it just totally just ruins. I mean, you lose a house, all this stuff. It's just crazy, right? Hey, what's going on, guys? Just really quick, want to thank you guys for listening to this podcast and just want to take a quick break for you guys to just hear some inspirational stuff from my man, Eric Thomas. So if you want to make six figures, you can't just be talking about you want to make six figures. You hear what I'm saying to you tonight? If you do the three things I tell you to do tonight, I guarantee you, whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. You will be able to accomplish whatever you want to academically, financially, relationally, whatever. So three things. All right, I'm going to tell you the story. I got to get out of here. And the story is about, you guys have probably heard about this before. It was a it was a young man who, you know, he wanted to make a lot of money. And so he went to this guru, right? He 
told the guru, you know, I want to be on the same level you are. And so the guru said, if you want to be on the same level I'm on, I'll meet you tomorrow at the beach at 4 a.m. He like the beach. I said, I want to make money. I don't want to swim. Guru said, if you want to make money, I'll meet you tomorrow. 4 a.m. So the young man got there at 4 a.m. He already rock and roll, got on the suit, should have worn shorts. The old man grabs his hand, said, How bad do you want to be successful? He said, Real bad. He said, Walk on out in the water. So he walks out into the water. Watch this. When he walks out into the water, it goes waist deep. So he's like, This guy crazy. Adrian, he's like, I want to make money. He got me out here swimming. I didn't ask to be a lifeguard. I want to make money. He got me in. So he said, Come out a little further. Walk out a little further. Then he had it right around. This area, this Dogan area. So this old man crazy. He's making money, but he's crazy. He said, Come on out a little further. He came out a little further. He was right at his mouth. My man, like, I'm about to go back in here. This guy is mine. So the old man said, I thought you said you wanted to be successful. He said, I do. He said, Walk a little further. He came, dropped his head in, held him down, holding him down. My man didn't scratch it, holding him down. I got you. I know you brushed it out, but I got you. He had him held down. I need you for an illustration. He had him held down just before my man was about to pass out. He raised him up. He said, I got a question for you. Somebody asked me a question for me. He said, When you were underwater, what did you want to do? I'm looking for a different word though. What's that word? He said, I wanted to breathe. He told the guy, he said, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. I don't know how many of y'all got asthma here today, but if you ever had an asthma attack before, you short of breath, SOB, shortness of breath, you wheezing. The only thing you're trying to do is get some air. You don't care about no basketball game. You don't care what's on TV. You don't care about nobody calling you. You don't care about a party. The only thing you care about when you're trying to breathe is to get some fresh air. That's it. And when you get to the point where all you want to do is be successful, as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And I'm here to tell you, number one, that most of you say you want to be successful, but you don't want it bad. You just kind of want it. You don't want it better than you want to party. You don't want it as much as you want to be cool. You, most of you don't want success as much as you want to sleep. Some of you love sleep more than you love success. And I'm here to tell you today, if you're going to be successful, you've got to be willing to give up sleep. You've got to be willing to work off for three hours of sleep, two hours. If you really want to be successful, someday you will have to stay up three days in a row. Because if you go to sleep, you might miss the opportunity to be successful. That's how bad you gotta want. You gotta go days without, listen to me, you gotta want to be successful so bad that you forget to eat. Beyonce said once she was on the set doing her thing, three days had gone by, she forgot she didn't eat. Because she was engaged. Man, whew, man was that awesome. Alright guys, let's continue with the episode. So, if you understand creative financing, you can actually help those individuals out by buying their properties creatively. Now, we're not this episode is not necessarily to dive in all into the creative financing strategies, but at least one of them in summary is you can buy their property subject to the existing mortgage. So let's say someone's property is worth like $100,000, but they owe, let's say, $50,000 on their mortgage, but they got behind like I don't know, let's just say make numbers easy, five payments and their mortgage is $1,000 a month. So they're behind $5,000 and they're about to get their property or their house just foreclosed on and taken away. But guess what? 
one of us who understands creative financing, you who've prepared, who've studied, who've put yourself in a position to be able to execute, not only helping yourself be able to, which we're about to talk about what you can do, but also help the seller or the homeowner by being able to avoid, help them avoid going through a foreclosure because you can buy their property subject to the existing mortgage, which means take over those mortgage payments. So you can bring that $5,000 current, and you can do that again. We're not diving into all the nuances of this. You can either use your own cash if you have it, or you can use private money, right? There's a number of ways to do it, but you catch them up on the arrears, right? Because they weren't able to do it. They could barely make their mortgage payments, but you catch them up on the arrears, and then you just take over their mortgage payments, and you take the deed of the property, buy the property. You now own the property. This is amazing because, number one, you didn't have to go to a bank and get qualified for a mortgage and go through your tax returns and bank statements and you know run your credit, all these things. You bought a property property that was probably in pretty good condition and great value. It's just they couldn't pay their payments, right? And then the homeowner, it's great for them because now their credit's going to get improved because their name still stays on the on the debt on the loan, right? Because that loan was with them. You're just now taking over the payments. You're going to be responsible for paying the property taxes, paying the insurance, paying the PITI, principal interest taxes insurance. So you're going to pay those mortgage payments, the P and the I, principal and interest. So they're going to now have their credit improved because all of a sudden, not only are their arrears caught up, but someone's also now making their mortgage payments. Now, why would you do that? Like I just said, you were able to buy this property without having to go to the bank. So then now you can do two things, one or two things, right? You can either, A, now just buy that as an investment property, right? So you can buy that as an investment property because now you could rent that thing out, right? So now you have the ability to buy an investment property by just catching up the arrears and taking over the debt that already exists and you can turn it into a rental. Or the other thing, which is what I want to talk about is you can service buyers. Guys, while a lot of people are pulling out of the market, a lot of people are afraid there's this recession. A lot of people are scared like, oh my gosh, this is going to be the worst downturn ever. It's going to be crazy. Even though history shown we've had these things happen. It's just, it's natural in the cycle of real estate, right? In the cycle of economics, there are people out there that are prepared and they are ready. They are hungry. They are waiting, right? They're waiting for a downturn. They are waiting for properties to be available. Their properties to be at a discount. Just like in 2008, there were individuals that were ready and prepared for when properties were able to be bought at a crazy high discount and they bought those bad boys up either with fun money, either with private money, even with their own money. They were just ready to execute. So here's the key for you right now is you want to start building relationships with those buyers. You want to start figuring out who are the buyers that are like, dude, recession or not, you got to keep buying, right? Because at the end of the day, there are people that are going to keep buying. All they're going to do is adjust their buy box. They're just going to adjust their strategy, right? They're going to come in at just looking at it a little bit differently, right? Maybe they're going to be more conservative on the numbers. Maybe they're going to buy certain assets, whatever it is. You want to build your relationships with those buyers so that you can service them. So when there is this quote unquote downturn, you're not only helping homeowners who might have situations that you can avoid them from going into foreclosure, but you can also help buyers that are like hungry. They're like, dude, you know, hungry hippo. I want to eat. I want some properties. And because you understood how to, and this is the key word, wholesale, right? Yes. That's where I was getting at is I truly believe that wholesaling would really help a lot of people even during this downturn. If, 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 if you understand who to wholesale to and what to wholesale and also how to do it creatively. Again, 
there's going to be a number of people that are going to want to sell their properties for cash, right? So there's going to be investors that are even wanting to pull money out of deals, right? They're going to want to sell their houses for cash because they want to be a little bit more liquid because they're maybe newer investors, not experienced, and they're really worried. They're like, oh my gosh, recession, recession, recession. So they want to sell it. So because you have built a wholesaling operation, or at least you understood how to find off-market properties where people are motivated to sell, you can get right in front of them and say, hey, look, let me give you an offer on this. Let me help you out, yada, yada, yada. You can get it under contract and you can either A, assign it to a hungry hippo buyer, right? Hungry hippo, that's what you want to think about. So that's what I'm doing right now, guys, is I'm looking at, okay, I'm not worried about, oh my gosh, there's this recession. You know, how am I going to take care of my family, the market this, the market that, guys, I understand, I understand. I took the time to study how this stuff works, how millionaires work, how billionaires think. And they don't, dude, they don't just disappear because the economy goes down. They figure out how to stay profitable, whether it's up, down, up, down, up, down, because guess what is inevitable? Up, down, up, down. I mean, that's just like life, right? You're going to have ups, you're going to have downs. That's how we say that, right? The ups and downs of a relationship, the ups and downs of life, the ups and downs of the journey, whatever it is, that's inevitable. So what you have to do is you have to figure out how to adjust and adapt. And for me right now, that's why I'm not buying fix and flips right now. Are there people that are going to make money flipping even during this time? Most likely, of course, all day, right? But that's because maybe they have the amount of experience, they have the resources, and they just want to do that as well. Me personally, I just don't want to have my money tied up into flips. So I just don't want to be the individual where my house is on the market and I thought it would sell and it's sitting there and now I'm kind of worried. But guess what? I know that there are really, really experienced buyers out there. There are veteran buyers out there that just know what to do because maybe they've already been through a, a recession. They've been through 2008. They understand and know what to do. So all I have to do is be of value. I just have to figure out, dude, how can I service you? How can I help you? Because of whatever you want, I'm going to go find that. And then now we all win, right? We all help each other out. So anyway, I hope, I hope that really makes sense, guys. Like just, even though you're going to hear a lot of this, like, oh, there's might be the recession, you know, the markets, you know, kind of turning and down to all this different, all these different things, guys, you got to understand that there are always, always going to be people that are going to make money no matter where it is. Like I said, even myself, right? I created my real estate investing empire and career in the middle of COVID, in the middle of a downturn COVID pandemic craziness. And even right now where the interest rates are going high and people are pulling back, I'm still assigning deals. Even today, I'm even buying deals, right? I'm buying, you know, cash flowing properties. Because guess what? Here's another interesting thing, right? You know, why am I in the middle of buying three duplexes in the heart of downtown Greenville? It's a million dollar purchase price. You guys already heard the seller call on the episode before this, right? Where the seller, I worked out a deal where he was going to, not he was going to, he is, and we're under contract and we're set to buy. He's literally going to finance $950,000 of his a million dollar purchase price at 0% interest for the next three years. And we actually just worked this out like two days ago and he's actually signing that addendum tomorrow. He's We actually worked out having him defer us even starting to pay him three months after we close because one of the units definitely needs a good bit of work. So we just worked out with them. Hey, we're still going to keep all the terms the same, $50,000 down, finance 950,000, your purchase price a million, $3,500 the first year, 4,000 the second year, 45 the third year. But here's the thing, that first unit, dude, we're really looking at the cash flow we're going to have. It's going to be hard to operate and, you know, do repairs and renovations and then also still try and pay you. So, you know, we're still keeping everything the same, but can you at least just give us three months of a little bit of buffer because, you know, we're going to have to turn over some of these tenants that we found out that weren't paying rent, et cetera, et cetera, guys, right? So I had this conversation with the seller and he totally agreed and that's what we're doing now. So why am I buying that? Because guys, here's the other thing to think about. When there is a downturn in the 
real estate market or the economy, people still have to live somewhere. If someone, if the mar- if the industry or if the economy gets so bad to where people lose their homes, where do you think they're going to go? They're going to go rent somewhere. If the economy gets to the point where interest rates get so high and someone who was about to buy a house, now they're kind of pausing. They're like, oh, I don't know if we can buy a house yet. Where do you think they're going to, do you think they're just going to live out in the woods or go under a bridge, go live in the, you know, on a boat, on a, in a lake? Dude, they're going to go find an apartment. They're going to find a duplex. They're going to find a, a, you know, a home for rent. They're going to, dude, people are going to rent. So that's one thing that's for sure. Doesn't matter whether the economy's up or down. When it comes to rents, generally rents just very much either stay where they are and maybe, maybe you have to drop the rents just a tiny bit, kind of like what's going on with COVID. And there was just a huge, huge financial situation happening where landlords really just sometimes, some landlords just had to reduce their rents a little bit, right? But they still had a property that was still going to be growing in appreciation that still had a tenant paying down their debt. Even if you were breaking even, you still have the tax depreciation of owning the property. You still have the, the fact that you have pay down, right? You have a tenant that's paying down this mortgage that's increasing the equity you have in this property without even doing it. You don't even make a payment. Your tenant is doing that on top of the appreciation that's happening, right, guys? So is this a good time to invest? Guys, just like some of the most experienced investors I've ever talked to and met, they always say they are always buying. There's never not a bad time to invest. You should always get started investing when you're like, have the mental capacity to just go like, dude, I'm going to make this happen. There's no perfect time to invest. You just got to get started. But what you have to do is you have to adjust to the time and the season that we are in, in this industry. So hopefully that helped you guys out through this whole sort of recession thing here. What's going on? I think the biggest takeaway from this episode is you want to find out who are the veteran experienced buyers out there and how can you serve them? How can you find them the products that they want? Because in this turn, when the market might, it may not even be a recession, right? You hear all this stuff, it's content and people are creating stuff about the recession and this is what's happening, the recession, the recession, right? It may not even happen, right? There's the speculation about things with, you know, cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, all this stuff. People don't know anything, right? I mean, that's just the reality. It's like, dude, you know, everyone's just trying to figure this thing out. But one thing I do know is that there are people that are going to be buying because we know this in 2008 in any industry, there are people that are still going to be investing because they are just adjusting their buy box. They're adjusting how they invest. So you just need to go build. You don't need to figure out how to necessarily, you know, do your own thing through this real estate. But now maybe if you want to, that's fine. If you've been through the recession, then okay, you know what to do, make those decisions. But someone like me, I'm just focusing on how can I serve the veteran? So not only can I make money while I'm going through this, but also I can earn while I learn, right? Because when I'm building relationships with them and I'm giving them and serving them and finding the deals and the products that they want, dude, that's going to obviously improve you know, my knowledge of even how to get through a recession and what they're doing and how they're buying, et cetera, et cetera. So if you want to know a little bit more of who those buyers are, how to help you, if you're trying to get started, reach out to me. Let me know. You guys know I have this entire mentorship called Wholesale to Freedom, where I'm teaching individuals and helping people basically to start their investing career, literally from all different angles, whether you're wanting to own rental property, fix and flip, whether you're wanting to wholesale, you know, all of these things I've experienced and I've done. So I'm just sharing with the newest person. This is how I've been able to do it. So I, I mean, you know, everyone has their own opinion, but I'm definitely explaining facts because this is how I did it. And I know it could work for you because I definitely didn't have any sort of advantages. If anything, I had a lot of disadvantages because I got started in the middle of COVID. I got hit by a drunk driver, freaking became disabled and all these different things. And guys, I'm still out here making things happen. So I promise you, I promise you, do not buckle. Do not live in fear. 
You want to just stay clear. Don't live in fear. Live in clarity. I wish I could just say live in clear. (laughs) Don't live in fear waters. Live in clear waters, right? You got to have clarity of and just start looking at, okay, so how are people actually getting through this? How are people executing this? Let me talk to those individuals. Let me work with those individuals. Let me serve those individuals rather than living in fear. So anyway, guys, don't want to make it too long, but I think this is going to be a great episode for a number of you guys who are listening to my podcast faithfully, which I thank you and appreciate you, especially if you're still listening to me right now. Please subscribe and leave a review. The more reviews, the better. It helps me find and uh, just basically get in front of more people to help them. And that's my goal is to help as many people as possible to change their life through real estate investing. And hopefully this episode really encouraged and help you even through this time. So if you got any questions, let me know and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace. This has been another episode of the Amputee Investor Podcast with your host, Miles Berrio. 